Hello, and welcome to the Alt Left. Welcome back, everyone, to the Alt Left. This is episode 42. I am your host, Chris. And with me, to balance me out and make me not sound like a crazy man who yells at clouds on top of a communist soapbox, is Matthew Jumbo Johnson. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. And fresh out of the seminaries, the good Reverend Dr. K. Good evening, everyone. And you're going to yell at clouds anyway. I am. Is, I am. There I is. Am. There is no stopping you, my friend. Especially can the you, big fluffy capitalist ones. Yes, but can you imagine what this podcast would be if it was just me yelling into the void? Like I would literally be like the mirror universe version of fucking Alex Jones. I'd just be like, "Let's uh, go make the frogs gay." That would be dope. <laughs> Let's get our army of gay frogs and eat bankers. Like it would literally just be this, 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 this opposite yin yang version. It would be terrible. No one would like it. No one would listen to it. So we no, have fuck a show. no. Who would want to listen to that shit? So no, thank you, boys, for balancing me out. I really. Oh, oh we love you, buddy. I, I do my part. Today, I really want to bring up something that's been going on a lot: is the ridiculous tactics that we're seeing from the right. In the last couple years, uh, it's a tactic that's not necessarily new, but it's newish to American politics. And it's what the right wingers really like to do, which is not being able to play the game anymore because they're too fucking crazy pants and just changing the rules and not going with what they actually do anymore. And, and I know that sounds very vague, but there's a lot of examples of this. I think the, the one that really spawned it and got the three of us talking about this to do this topic was the recent California gubernatorial election. For those of you who don't live in the great state of California, I recommend you do. It's pretty fucking awesome here. But beyond that, our governor um, had the audacity to tell people to wear masks and do semi-responsible measures. Actually, most of us don't really think he even went far enough. Oh, but the fact stupid that... stupid man. Yeah, but the fact that he did things like, you know, during the height of a global pandemic, didn't want people making out at Disneyland and told people to wear masks and all of that bullshit. Um, the Republicans had a cow. Obviously, people wanted fucking haircuts and that made more sense because that's it's very human. But we've seen that even begin get one of the great scandals was Gavin Newsom got caught going to a dinner party a private dinner party while everyone was supposed to be shut down. He apologized for it, completely admitted to it, said he was stupid, did his Maricopa, but everyone has done that mostly. You know, that whenever you see issues with COVID protocols being broken, it's basically by the left, you know, people on the left, you see that people are mostly, I am for wearing masks, I'm for social distancing, but then there's this thing I really wanted to do, so I went to it. Um, yeah. And that's what Gavin Newsom did, and it's human. It it's definitely deserves to have a finger shook at him, and he needs to be told he's a stupid boy for doing it, and we need to discourage people from having gatherings indoors, because there's still a goddamn pandemic, and it's not about you, even if you're vaccinated. You need to not kill your friend's kid who has leukemia. Yeah. So stop going to fucking parties, everyone. But beyond that, this was a coordinated effort by the right wing to use this discontentment as an excuse to recall a governor. California is one of many states, it is not the only one, where you can actually have a gubernatorial recall. And it's worked once before in recent history. And the right was basically just trying to use this anti-COVID sentiment and this pro-Trump sentiment to unseat Gavin Newsom. It failed miserably because California is like 68 or 70 percent DNC. Yeah, the left outnumbers the right two to one here in California. 
Yeah, even I voted against it to keep Newsom yeah. in office. Um, yeah. And many of you will even say like, well, wait a second, you constantly preach about not voting for Democrats and not voting for capitalists. And Gavin Newsom is a Democratic capitalist. And he absolutely is. And in a general election, I will not vote for Gavin Newsom. Yep, I have before and my stance has changed since then. But this wasn't about voting for Gavin Newsom. This was about voting against uh, a fascist, absolute right wing conspiracy to get rid of the duly elected official to put in Larry Elder. You guys know him. And a lot of people who are listen to political crap know Larry Elder. He's a jackass. Yeah, he's a Candace Owens. He's basically like, I can't be racist. I'm black. But then he goes and makes arguments about like, well, if we're going to consider reparations for slaves, we should also consider reparations for the owners of the property that was lost. Yeah. And what about the Irish slaves? It's always dog whistles. Yeah. Every time. Every time. Every fucking time. So again, he is just another one of these Uncle Toms we'll see. And he's a complete nut job. I mean, this guy ran on the platform of eliminating minimum wage. Yep. Eliminating all COVID and mask mandates and protocols. He just wants a free for all. Um, this guy's a complete fucking nut job. He's a radio talk show host. He's a, he's a far right conspiracy theorist. And he was the leading Republican. So that's why everyone voted no. But that's what the Republicans are now doing and conservatives are doing is they just don't want to play ball anymore is now the game is against them because, again, they've left the game. They, they, the right has left normal politics. The last sitting president before let's bomb Syria, Uncle Joe, decided that because he lost the election, he was first going to claim it was a conspiracy ahead of time. And then tried to get the vice president to nullify the election. And now we're finding out this week with the new Bob Woodward book that the generals literally had to mutiny against him and had to rally troops in case he tried to nuke China or do something stupid. And they did all the stuff behind his back to make sure he couldn't do a coup because that's what the, and the Republicans love him for. Like as every time this comes out, it's not like the Republicans are like, oh, shit. Like if it came out that Nancy Pelosi was trying to actually overthrow the U.S. government, a lot of Democrats would turn away from her. Yeah. yeah. Republicans don't. They're just like, oh, that's fucking great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take over the country. Next to the Jews. Like it's it's so <laughs> close. To, like It's so blatantly, ridiculously fascist. And that's where they're at now. The Texas abortion law. You know, there's, yeah, let's make lynch mobs out of people to go after women who try to control their own bodies and anybody who assists them. This is what we're seeing from them. And it's, again, it's not even a uniquely Republican thing or American thing. This is what happens when ultra conservative and fascist elements in a system work. That's, that's how they do it. They change the game. They hijack the system that you have military yeah. coups. You have things like this where you have to just completely smash the system and go against it. You know, remember, you know, people say, well, Hitler wasn't elected. No, he wasn't. He went, he, he did a runaround. He was like a Trump. He got a lot of populist support and literally had people riot until the chancellor was like, oh, okay, you can, you can be in power. Oh, sorry, not the chancellor. It was uh, Otto and Bismarck named him chancellor, which was a bullshit position that meant nothing. Um, and then he took over the fucking government. Yeah. And no one just gave a shit enough to stop him. And that's kind of what Trump was trying to do. And this is what they do is they just act outside of any kind of democratic system and just go, eh, totalitarianism is awesome now. Let's just, you know, kill black people for sport. And we'll demonize anyone who disagrees with our absolute blatant power grab. 
it's 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 disgusting but like they don't have a lot of options anymore the no. the, the the part the the people that are in favor of this bullshit the numbers are shrinking every single year right now i think there's about 30 percent of the population that are all in for trumpers uh, and i'm guesstimating here this is just based on various polls i've seen of, of people that support his policies but about 30 percent of the u.s are trumpers that's about 70% of the country that isn't going to go along with this bullshit. And that number is shrinking. The, the, the conservatives have been losing ground year after year for years now. Well, I should say conservative Republicans, you know, conservative Democrats are stepping in to take over. But, you know, as we've established pretty much anywhere else in the world where you go, conservative, the, the corporate Dems like, you know, Biden, Pelosi, the, the, you know, the established pe- people that have been here forever, they're, they're conservatives in any other country. That, that's what they are. They are conservatives. And people like AOC are like, you know, center left or center. Center, yeah. in all honesty. People like Bernie Sanders, yeah. AOC, Alina yeah. Omar in, 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 in England, France, Germany, these people would be considered centrists. Yeah. And that's kind of it. And the ones that are left are the absolute most batshit, crazy, stupid, unintelligent, uninformed uh, people that are left in this country and they keep dying off. That's the other thing. It's like, you know, we have a, we have a friend, I'm not going to mention his name, but his, his father recently died and his dad was one of these people. It was just like, all he did all day was watch Fox news and AON type stuff and talk about how Trump was going to save us. They're just jacked into this and they're dying off. There's just not enough people to come in and replace them as they continue to fucking croak. And so the party keeps shrinking and they're desperate. They have nothing left to do but game the system because it's the only way they can keep power. Yeah, and they're becoming a party of populism, not policy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's fucking dangerous when your entire party, pl- party platform is rhetoric and white nationalism. They're not even hiding it anymore. I mean, back in the 80s, they at least had the, even the 90s, they at least had the, the, the common decency to be like, no, the Klan's bad. And, 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 and pretend, come up with excuses and, you know, call policies to incarcerate the entire population that was black, a war on drugs, you know, but now it's not even that way anymore. They're just like, no, we're going to put fucking Mexicans in cages and, and, and we're going to do all this awful shit and we're going to have marches and we're going to march on the Capitol and try to subvert democracy. And we're going to do things like make women lose all control over their bodies and not care about them as people. And we're, you know, we're going to call people who want to form lynch mobs to kill black people very fine people. And we're going to say, back the blue. And we're going to support racist police all the time and make excuses for them constantly. And it's, it's, it's every front. There's no front where they don't do this. Now, I'm sure you guys have seen that viral video that's going around. It, was, it wasn't OAN. I think it was Newsmax, wasn't it? With no, it was OAN. Yeah, oh, was OAN that, those yeah where he went after the veteran. Yeah, the veteran comes on. He's got him on to talk about how disastrous Afghanistan's been. The guy's like, well, actually, Trump kind of screwed some shit up. And the guy was like, cut him the fuck off. And just like literally you see him turn red and you see a mushroom cloud come out of his head as he screams to have this veteran cut off. And he walks this weird fine line of saying, I respect your service, but don't you dare come on. my." And he literally says things like, don't you dare come on this show and blame Trump for anything. And it, it's it's. It's insane. It, it's 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 a scene out of North Korean state news. Yeah. Um. This 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 behind the leader at all cost. I I actually just looked it up. It's actually Newsmax, not uh, OAN. Uh. But that video clip is absolutely insane. Like he first starts to try to play it off as if he's you know we're we're already short on time, and then it's you know it's cut him off, cut him off, and he there he's yelling at the camera. 
you know, then he starts just blasting, you know, you're not going to talk about that leftist agenda on my show. Yeah, I mean, again, this is straight out of V for Vendetta. Yeah. The shit we're seeing here. Yeah, it's, I mean, come on. And that comic and movie were made to talk about a real thing. I mean, that was really written in the 80s about the Margaret Thatcher agenda and that Thatcher-Reagan alliance that was going on. That's, that was the inspiration for that story was, yeah. was, was the 80s. And they kind of, kind of, you know, kind of knew where this was going and, and, and they predicted it pretty spot on. This is exactly what happens. And this is the result of it is, is they don't want to play the game anymore. There is no healthy debate. There is no, let's talk about issues. Let's have any kind of honest dialogue. It is always about rigging the system. And again, they've been doing it for a while. I mean, we had gerrymandering, you know, and, and, and it's been going on for quite a while, but it's been getting far more frequent and far more apparent. Yeah. You know, unobfuscatable. No, I was going to say, it seems as if this is, these are like the death throes of a dying party yep. of a dying idea of this white nationalism, this uh, American exceptionalism. And it's becoming a smaller and smaller portion. They just happen to speak the loudest and say it the most often. And angry voters turn out far more than happy voters. Yeah. And that's what I mean is they're the loudest portion. They are the ones that get all of the attention. That's that's how that works. Well, that's why there was actually a scare in, in this recall that were, people were worried for a while that Newsom might let this go. Because, like, honestly, the, the Democrats kind of fucked up this recall in the beginning. Uh, they oh, didn't, yeah, they did. They didn't get out there in front of it. They pretty much just assumed the recall would never get enough signatures to begin with. And then all of a sudden it did. And then they were scrambling. And the messaging was really shitty, too. Well, because to be fair, there's, re- there's attempts to make a recall constantly. And... They almost yeah. always fizzle before they can get enough signatures. Yeah, but they also weren't getting any – the messaging they were putting out there was just this vote no, don't don't select an alternative. And keep in mind, it wasn't a choice between Larry Elder versus Gavin Newsom. The way this recall vote worked is you had two questions. One is should he be recalled? Two, if he is recalled, who should you pick? And there was like 15 to 20 different candidates on there. Some of them – There was 46 46. There you go. And one of them we had on, that was Joel Ventresca. He was one of them that was on there as well. Yeah. And he's awesome. And the DNC, of course, didn't want that. They didn't want anybody voting for an alternative. So it was just this idea of just vote no, just vote no, just vote no. And for a while, because people weren't interested or it did, the polling looked like nobody was, the, the left wasn't going to turn out, they found themselves in a weird position because the people that were voting weren't voting for any alternatives. And Correct. so the way it works in California is if the vote is uh, to recall is yes, then the person with the most votes of the pool is the person who becomes governor by default. Now he could absolutely rerun again in a year. Yeah, uh, with, he, did, which, he doesn't get to by, be on the ballot. By the way, was the the stupidest part of this is Newsom's up for re-election next year anyway. So this was a complete waste of taxpayer money to do all this shit to begin with. This is the fantasy situation we're dealing with, and they don't care how much taxpayer money it wastes or time it wastes. I mean, look, look what they Which wasted was trying to. By re- the way, yeah, but look, it's but it's not. I mean, it wasn't a lot of two hundred sixty-seven million dollars is not substantial. That's mm-hmm. how much it cost. Yeah, in the great scheme of things, it ain't shit. No, but we're talking about a two trillion dollar war yesterday. No, no, no. I'm saying for the state of California, 
We wasted $267 million on a useless recall, which the the Republicans had to go to the, the state and ask for an extension because they couldn't get enough votes the first time mm-hmm. in the, the allotment of time. Uh, I know. So, but this goes towards what you were saying, that at every turn, they don't want to play the game the way that it is laid out. They want to play it the way they want to play it. Yeah, absolutely. And we keep letting them. Uh, because again, the thing is, liberals want to play within the system. Because if everyone plays by the system, hypothetically it works. It's kind of funny, actually. Like, democracy is what people say about communism. Democracy works great on paper, but not in reality. Because democracy is used to completely disenfranchise women and people of color and people of different religions or atheists or anything like that. Like, you name whoever's not popular. Again, that's why I'm not a fan of democracy, because democracy is simply a system to decide who gets to be a slave and who gets to be a master. That's all democracy is. It's which majority gets to conquer and fuck over which minority? I believe in a system that's actually um, that, that, that promotes equity across the board. Um, I do not believe in mob rule, and that's what democracy is. But beyond that, if everyone were to play in the system in good faith, though, democracy technically could work, um, right? Again, this is really the on-paper thing, but the Republicans have no interest. Liberals do. Liberals are like, hey, this this could work if we all do it together. Wouldn't that be nice? And conservatives say, oh, yeah, that, that'd be great. And then they stab you in the back. Like, that's what happens every time. I mean, look what happened with um, with the Supreme Court. You know, they pull this they pull this bullshit with Merrick Garland and they say, nope, we are we are it's his last year in office. So we're not going to let Obama pick, I think, which is fucking stupid. That's not what the Constitution says. If it happens the day before the the the, the resignation, it doesn't matter. The president has that fucking authority. And there's no precedent. None. For waiting. None. None at all. It's, but they it's ha- a bullshit argument. And they did it anyway. But because they had the majority in the Senate, because the Senate is stupid and shouldn't exist. The Senate does not represent the views and beliefs of the American people. The Senate represents the views of a minority. It represents the rights of states and wealthy donors. And that is all the Senate is. And that's why the Republicans keep getting control of the Senate. Is because it's not what the people actually want. And they did that. And then you have people like fucking Lindsey Graham tap dances on stage and says like, oh no, don't mark my fucking words. I'll be a big liar if I don't do this if Trump did. And then sure, Ruth Peter Ginsburg dies right before Trump's out of office. And he's like, oh, it's different because, you know, Der Orange Fuhrer wants a new fucking justice. And what do we get? We get three fucking justices appointed by a fascist. And that's because the Democrats play by the rules and the Republicans don't. The Democrats are Charlie Brown trying to kick a football and the Republicans are Lucy. And both of them are locked into this forever cycle. And Democrats are too fucking stupid and naive to, to recognize the their Yeah, to recognize they're constantly yeah. being conned. And this keeps happening. I don't have a simple solution other than overthrow the motherfuckers. But I don't know how you repair this from inside. Um, you two are a little less reactionary than I am, so maybe you'll have a better idea. But if the system continues to keep getting more and more rigged, you can't vote them out of office. We're already getting that. We already have now people are getting denied the right to vote in Georgia, Texas, Florida. Like at this point, they're just being like, "Eh, you know, we're just going to bring back that idea that not everyone can vote anymore. Yeah. We're going to make it a crime to give people water. Yeah. And that's where I'm I'm kind of with you on this, Chris. It's just like, I I don't know what the solution is anymore because 
whenever this happens, it's it's they win because they control the red states and they keep controlling the red states because they make sure that anybody that could change things in the red states can't get a fucking say. So and then, of course, every other, you know, the, the federal government just kind of lets this happen because states rights are some bullshit reason. And, and, and there's really not much we can do. Like there's there's. I think it, it will come down to that. Eventually the people in those states are going to have to get so pissed that they just bring out the guillotines and fucking start killing the people in charge. Like Greg Abbott, uh, Ted Cruz, these people are dangerous motherfuckers. They're evil incarnate. And no, I don't care that Ted Cruz has a fucking family. I don't care that Ted Cruz is a human that if you cut him, he'll bleeds. Ted Cruz should bleed. Greg Abbott should bleed because they're monsters. They make decisions that affect the lives of millions negatively. And then they rig the system so that they can keep doing it. They're horrible, horrible people. Uh, Ron DeSantis is another one on that list. These men are monsters, but they keep, you know, fear mongering the shit out of their base. Uh, They keep spewing rhetoric that has no basis in fact. And, you know, as long as the base is willing to be like, yeah, you guys got it and not willing to use critical thinking, you know, not much we can do. My my personal opinion is that the last election, how many people voted? What was it? 150 million, roughly? Something along that line. No, it was a little bit more than that because it was like it was like some like 68 percent of the popular voting populace voted. So okay. I think so it's like 160 or 170, something like that. I still believe that until we have almost everybody that is eligible to vote actually voting. And yes, I understand that there are lots of things that keep people from voting. What I'm saying is that we as a people need to overcome those things as best we can. And when more people start voting, we're going to see things like what happened uh, during the runoff election in Georgia, where a Republican is taken out of office and a Democrat is put into office in the Senate. You know, that's the reason why we have what we have now in terms of a, a technical Senate majority, the, the Democrats, when more people vote, the majority of those people are going to be more liberal and we're going to see things change, but Mm. people don't vote. And I'm not saying that we're seeing huge change, but we see something. I, I again, I, I don't agree with that at all. When you have an entire push to stop people from voting, the problem is not well, people just aren't voting enough. It's like no, no they're no, being that, deliberately but, disenfranchised. No, I, and I agree with you. I'm I'm not saying that they aren't. I'm not denying that. I don't want anybody to think that I'm saying well, people just need to get out there and vote. That's that's okay. not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that anybody that can vote needs to vote and yes. not enough people that can vote are voting don't disagree with you there and when we have everyone that can vote actually vote then we're going to see actual representation for those people but that's where i disagree um i agree with you that we need every single person to vote and yes that when you have a higher voter participation and people who are not being disenfranchised that kind of thing mm-hmm. um you do see a better result, but it's a better result, not the right result. And it never is because, again, we have ultra right nationalistic forces subverting those rules. You cannot vote your way 
into salvation if both sides aren't playing by the same rules. If we're both playing Monopoly and you're the banker and you keep stealing 500 bucks out of the till every round, there's no amount of playing by the rules that gets me to win that game. If you rig the entire system, the system cannot be used to liberate. It's a beautiful, beautiful quote by Asada Shakur that I've always loved, which is, uh, I'm going to butcher it, I don't make word for it, but it's basically that no people in the world or throughout history have ever gotten their liberation by politely, by appealing to the morality of their oppressors. And that's the fucking truth. And we cannot vote our way out of this because this isn't the way it was a hundred years ago. Back then, the Republican or the conservative party, not Republican, but the conservative forces would still allow and respect voting because it didn't represent the U.S. population because back then voting was only white men. And so then for it was okay, you know, because it was still the same interest. But now we have a situation where it is not just conservative, middle-class, too wealthy white men voting. Now there's women voting and there's people of color voting and that's a fucking problem. And they will not allow those voices to be heard. And so I don't believe voting fixes that. Because they will just continue to find ways to subvert it. I mean, and that's that's fair. And again, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I think I think your view is is completely correct. I, I see exactly where you're coming from. You know, you're just trying to play the goddamn game by the goddamn rules that were laid out so that the right things can happen. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But we have an entire side who's not playing the same game. Well, and and I get that too. If someone brings a real gun to paintball. <laughs> Having a paintball gun's not going to help you anymore. Yeah, you got a whole bunch of people that lose, and I get it. You're very quiet. You have a very strange look on your face. I, I've got nothing else to add to this. I think I've already dropped where I land on this, and I'm just. I think we we end up being very lucky. The three of us we live in probably one of the bluest states, if not the bluest states in the nation. Definitely not the bluest state at all. We are behind Colorado, Washington, and Hawaii. Fair enough. That's that's only because we have an entire north western part of california that's very rural there's this whole middle section yeah there's a middle section of california where all the farms are i mean people think about the the breadbasket california is the largest agricultural state in the country and that entire middle section is calabama Uh, there is a very dark blue if you took california which is a nice long vertical strip and you just cut the middle third out that is that is that is fucking beyond blue that is midnight blue Yeah. yeah, it is navy all, all blue, ex- all except for like fifty mean- miles that from the coast in, like <laughs> yeah, that's where red? it's purple. I meant red. My God, we got to rephrase. I was going to okay, say right. that was completely confused yeah. for that by that statement. I was like, <laughs> you know, I've spent so much time learning how to follow directions and wash my hands because of COVID. I forgot my colors. Um, <laughs> my kindergarten <laughs> classes are not as 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 generalized as they should be. Red, I meant red. <laughs> yes, red. <laughs> but what I was talking about is is that same those same people, right, that all vote Republican in this state are the same people that are all getting COVID and dying right now because they all refuse to wear masks. Those were also the same people that uh, voted for uh, Gavin Newsom's recall. Yeah, I actually like, posted that on our Twitter. I don't know if anybody else saw it, but there's this beautiful map and it's California and it's split 
in two. And one side shows color-coded areas where you can see the people that voted for and against the recall. And the other side shows the hot zones of COVID-19 in California. And if you laid the maps on top of each other, like the sections where the COVID-19 is the worst and the sections where people <laughs> voted yes on the recall are almost exactly the same. Yeah, so the Venn yeah. diagram is just a circle. Yes. Yeah, it is absolutely a circle in that place. Yeah. Uh, I just, I find that to be endlessly interesting, uh, especially that, the the anti-maskers really are killing themselves off by by not getting vaccinated. Yeah, but what bothers me is they're not just killing themselves; is they're killing their neighbors and their neighbors' kids, and that's the problem. Is these oh, these anti-vaxxers are doing you. things like sending their kids to school even though they're carrying fucking COVID? Yeah, they're oh, killing. And they teachers. know that they got that they know they have COVID yeah. too. I mean, honestly, the, the the killing of your neighbors and people in society by your own stupidity and your own assholeness assholishness is just the most right-wing conservative analogy i can think of yeah like yeah. this is this is conservative act this is the the fruits of conservatism yeah and yeah. this was the kind of disease where it's like yeah catch it and you don't spread it i'd be like sure cool do whatever the fuck you want you're killing yourself at that point but yeah, it's, you're, it's you're a, kill yourself all you want yeah i um we had a whole episode on this <laughs> i think seat, like, that's that's the difference between seatbelt laws and drunk driving laws i think it is very good to make drunk driving illegal and to persecute people who drunk drive and make it very awful and make it stop and do everything you can with the exception of random dui checkpoints which violate the constitution i'm not in favor of the supreme court even made a ruling saying it violates the constitution but beyond that, I absolutely believe in the super criminalization of drunk driving, force rehab, that kind of thing. Like, no, you drive drunk, fuck you, because you're putting other people at risk. Seatbelt yeah. laws, I'm not a fan of, because really, they're a combination of mom groups and revenue needing by police. Um, because you're only hurting yourself. It's not like, oh, if only that guy I got in the car accident with had worn his seatbelt, then everyone in my car would have lived. No, it's, it's only you. Like, I yeah. agree with laws to buckle up your kids. But if yeah. you're an adult and you don't want to wear a seatbelt, it's on you. It's like smoking or drinking or taking a drug or speeding or not even speeding because speeding impacts other people. But you know what I mean? Like bungee jumping. Like these are things that you're taking a risk and it's your fucking call. You want to go skydiving? You get to pack your own chute. There's a reason they do that. So no one else is liable for your ass. That if you fucking die, <laughs> yeah. it's because you fucked up. And that's the difference. But this isn't about you fucked up. This is you're going to be a dick and you're going to kill other people because there are people with compromised immune systems and people who can't get a vaccine and people who are vaccinated and still die of COVID. Having a vaccine doesn't protect you from dying. It makes no. the chances of you dying much less. It helps you hedge the bet. It lowers the odds of you going to the hospital. That's it. And so these conservatives play God with this. It, just like they do with everything else, whether it's women's rights to abortion, people of color's rights to vote, anything. They 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 pick and choose who gets to do what based on whether or not they want a fucking haircut or they want to go to a party. Yeah. And yeah. it's sad. It is. You know, and, and that it, it comes from misinformation too. Actually, there was in the left one of the leftist groups I w I'm in, uh shout out to uh, the left you were warned about. Uh we just had an issue about this. It was a big, it's a big hot button issue because one of the guys, 
you know, he's going around saying, you know, the vaccines don't work. The vaccines don't work. My my aunt and uncle got COVID and died. And it sucks because that is a really horrible thing that they got vaccinated and died. But that's like running around saying peanuts kill. Well, that it's technically true that peanuts kill. It misses the context of in which they kill. Well, and, it's not even that. It's because it's stopping peanut allergies is for the greater good. No, it's more like you can't have stairs in your house because my grandma fell down the stairs and died. <laughs> you know, it's like this is anecdotal. And again, we talked about this. Vaccines don't guarantee you won't die. They right. make it less likely, which is why and, they're but, a good thing. But by a big margin, especially when the multitude of the of the society that can get vaccinated, get vaccinated. Does that mean that somebody who gets a polio vaccine is still it, can never get polio? No, there is going to be outliers everywhere. It is possible that if you get a polio vaccine, you could get uh, uh, you could get polio. polio and still die. Yeah, and yeah. the COVID vaccine is one of the most effective vaccines in human history. History, yeah. But yeah, but you know what its efficacy is? It's what, 90? Well, it depends. Depends if it's Johnson Johnson or if it's Pfizer or Moderna. No, no, but it's no. in the 90s. No, no, no. The polio vaccine. Oh, polio oh, like 70, isn't it? Uh, it's Yeah, it's 70%. Yeah, and, we, and we've almost eradicated polio off the planet. Keep that in yeah. mind. With a so, vaccine that has 70% efficacy. Whereas with Pfizer, Moderna, and uh, Johnson, I think Pfizer and Moderna are both in the mid to high 90s. Johnson and Johnson, I think, is like 70s or 80s is what they're finding right now. But it's it's better than, than oh, vaccines we've been taking me. forever. Pardon me. 90%. The polio vaccine yeah. with two doses is 90% effective. And no, the Johnson Johnson was well over 70. The Johnson and Johnson was like 90 versus 97 or something like that. Um, oh, the Johnson it? Johnson, yeah, is, the Johnson Johnson vaccine is very, very effective. It's just a, a notch lower than the Pfizer and Moderna, which are amazing. the The point is, is that a vaccine like the polio vaccine that apparently actually is ninety percent effective, if everybody gets it, we can eradicate yes COVID just like we fucking did with polio. Yes. When's the last time you ever heard of anybody getting polio in the United States? Yeah. And, and that's why, because when you vaccinate everyone, yes, it doesn't work every single time. But if it works almost all the time, you eliminate the human reservoir. The virus has nowhere to go. There's not enough people susceptible to it anymore. And it dies out. Yeah. If you kill 97% of a species that's already endangered, it dies out. Yeah. That's how it works. And, and that sucks. It's tragic. And I'm sorry to anyone who lost a loved one due to COVID, especially if they did all the right things and got vaccinated. That's super awful. But it happens and it sucks and it's not good. Just like sometimes people fall down the stairs and they die. Or some people fall, the elevator malfunctions and they die in an elevator. Well, guess what? I'm sorry. People in wheelchairs still need fucking elevators. We're not getting rid of them because your auntie was part of the tiny population that died in it. And it sucks, but we cannot live our lives based on anecdotal evidence and examples. That is not scientific. That is not modern. It is not logical. Yeah. And on tiny percentages. And it is no way to run a society because my grandpappy did this. Yeah, we have to go with the large percentages. We cannot go with the small percentage of people that had the, the one adverse effect. The Johnson & Johnson, you know, we stopped giving it for a short period of time because people were getting... Uh, having blood clots yeah a tiny percentage and, and then they were like wait, wait 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 it's like 12 people yeah it was the same per it was the same percentage of people who got blood clots after they had a glass of water yeah, yeah. 
Like it was in the normal parameters for any population to have blood clots. Yep. Yeah. And so they were like, okay, well, that's the case. Keep giving the vaccine. Yeah. But this type of thinking isn't even, this type is even relegated, just conservative. I mean, I'll go out on a limb here. Here's something that, uh, that liberals and leftists do uh, that is completely out of the ballpark for, um, for logical and skeptical thinking. Spanking your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, kids and everyone in the world and all of our listeners who are about to hate me. That's child abuse. And every single scientific study and psychological expert Says will so. verify that this is yeah. child abuse. It does not teach your child to behave. It teaches your child that hitting people gets results. And it teaches your children to fear you. Beating the shit out of your kids is like, well, they were only four and they did this thing and they don't know any better. And that's the only way to get through to them. No, it was definitely the way to beat them until they stopped. That's not yeah. effective. That doesn't work. And every single scientific source says it doesn't work. But people have this anecdotal, well, I was beaten and it worked on me. And it's like, no, it didn't. A, you want to know why yeah. it didn't? Because, because now you're an adult who thinks it's okay to fucking hit kids. Yep. Exactly. That, that's exactly what happened to you. You got hit and nothing bad happened to you. Wrong. Something terrible happened to you. You grew up to be a fucking piece of shit. that think it's okay to abuse children. That's a yep. big fucking uh, yeah. uh, effect of being yeah. beaten. Yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. You became the kind of person who thinks that hitting children is a good thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. If, if you do that, you're a fucking monster. I don't even know if it's like necessarily you're a monster, I think you're a product of what you were created. And I think it is your job, if you are a critical thinker, to recognize that you were abused and to not perpetuate that cycle of abuse. And I think that's a difficult thing to do. So for people just to assume it's okay and do it, I don't think it makes them a monster. I think the act they're doing is monstrous, but I don't think their motivations are monstrous. Well, and it's easy I think to, the, you know, be, it's easy to get in this trap of like, oh, well, I'm not, you know, taking out, canes and belts and, and whipping them. I'm just using my hands. Therefore, what I'm doing isn't the same thing as what other people are doing. And it, it is. And I only do it. I only do it when they're bad. Yeah. And I would say, I don't go that, home and just beat my children. It's like, well, but you're still fucking hitting your kids. Yeah. I mean, if you think yeah. it's okay, then go ahead and do it to a stranger. Well, that's, and that's just, go ahead it. and do it to it's a cop. Like, see what happens. Socially speaking, children are the only beings that we say it's okay to hit. And there's something wrong with that. Uh, a lot of oh, things, yeah. actually. Chil we, 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 in this country, we treat, and humans in general, treat children like shit. We don't treat yeah. them like humans. We beat them. Uh, when they're bad, we, we do things like give them solitary confinement. Uh, we deny them food sometimes. I mean, you know, we treat kids like shit. We tell them, oh, nope, sorry, I don't care what you want. You have to go kiss and make out with grandma. And it's like, well, I'm sorry. I don't believe anyone should be forced to kiss anybody they don't want to kiss. And being a child doesn't exempt you from that. You don't have, not have body autonomy. Like, Don't get me wrong. You're a child, especially if you're very young. Like, no, there are times where parents need to lay down the law. Like, no, you have to put pants on to leave the house. You cannot <laughs> shit on the carpet. You need to eat food. You need to go to bed. Like there are things for the child's well-being, but there's a lot of things that aren't for the kid's well-being that parents force children to do that's really gross if you think of that child as an adult. Like, can you imagine telling another grown person you have to kiss that person right fucking now? We would never do that, but we tell that to kids and it's yeah. gross. And people need to start treating their children like people and humans. 
They're well, humans I, who don't know enough yet. Yeah. They need guidance. They need structure. And yes, yeah, sometimes you have to lay down the law. Sometimes your kid needs to get put on a timeout and they need to learn behavioral control. I'm not saying you shouldn't discipline your children. I'm saying you shouldn't force them to make out with other adults and you shouldn't backhand them. Well, it, it's a weird thing about boundaries too. So like, you know, we've got my son and, and we don't force him to, to kiss and hug. And really Which is super on, healthy and good. Yeah, no, no. And I'm, I'm not saying anything about it, but like, for other family members, that was the thing. We we kind of had to train grandmas and grandpas too because they would never force it, but they'd pull this weird guilt trippy shit mm-hmm. where like he'd like, like sometimes he'll just not want to give a hug or a kiss. He'll say hi. We always make sure my son, my son addresses people when we go to a, someone's house and says hello and, and things like that. But sometimes yeah, he doesn't feel that's like appropriate. You, yeah. Cause that's appropriate. But sometimes he doesn't want to give a hug or a kiss. And like my mom and his, his grandpa, uh, his my wife's dad were really bad in the beginning about like oh that's not I, I'm so sad now why are you being so mean to me that isn't nice oh I'm not going to be very happy from now I'm like no stop that like I, yeah. do, you, do you want me to pull that shit with you <laughs> yeah guilt tri- guilt tripping your child because they want what they want but it doesn't matter what he wants. And that is a very typical grandparent move. I mean, yeah. there's been all kinds of, and COVID has done that to a lot of grandparents. I mean, and how many grandparents like, you know, God, I, 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 I can think of my own family where that, and my mom is a wonderful grandma, but like she's even pulled some crap on my, or my sisters had to call her on it, you know? And it's like that kind of thing, but that's a typical thing. But I got to say like, the whole not forcing your kid to do that, Matt, your son is now miles ahead of most other males in learning about body autonomy and consent God, because it so. was never taken away from him. Yeah. I'm not saying, I mean, I'm not saying that's a, it's a solution. It's the only thing that could happen. No, it's a no. lifelong process. But like, I think it's an important lesson, especially in boys to teach is to not take consent away from them and then expect them to understand consent for others. It's like, no, we need to lead by example as adults with children. Yeah. We need to teach children that consent matters, their own included. Yeah, yeah. couldn't agree more, man. Could not agree more. But the right wants you to beat the shit out of your kids. <laughs> well, the left too, though, like you were saying. Like, liberals yeah. are guilty of that shit too. Yeah. It, it, the, the idea of not hitting your children is actually a minority opinion. Yeah. Sorry, Kay, you were saying? I was going to say, this. it's not just about hitting your kids or forcing them into kissing or, or hugging or touching other people. It also has to do with like, well, you like to eat food and you like to not eat some other foods. And so, well, yes, your child needs to eat things, but if they really don't like broccoli, then you shouldn't force your children to eat broccoli. They have their own tastes, what they like and what they don't like. I mean, obviously, they can't eat mac and cheese three meals a day every day. But if you give them a variety of things and figure out what they do like and what they don't like, then you can feed them those things. But there's starving kids in Somalia. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about the starving kids in Somalia when it has to do about feeding our own children. Now, obviously, I don't have any, but that's the way that I was raised. If I didn't like what the family meal that was planned and and cooked, I had to cook my own food. I had to make my own thing. So I ate a lot of fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwiches sometimes. Well, and it was my family. We walked a fine line. Um, My mother knew what I liked and didn't like and knew what my sister liked and didn't like. And so she wouldn't cook foods we fucking hated, you know. Yeah. 
Um, I, I've always hated olives and cauliflower, so my mom never cooked that for me, you know. But if I was being a tool, if I was like, oh, I'm not having pork chops, it's like you, you, you fucking always like pork chops. What the hell? I'm like, no. If I was being a yeah. dick, they'd be like, all right, well, there's the PB and J, you know. Exactly. And, and, and that's the and fine that's, line you walk. Exactly, and that's what I'm talking about. So it doesn't just extend into the the body autonomy as far as that's can, or I mean, it is body autonomy, but it's a it's a broader scope than what a lot of people realize what it actually is. hundred percent. Yeah. Couldn't agree more, man. Who knew this would become a parenting? Yeah, man. We went from like the craziness of Republicans to fucking parenting here. Can, can, should we uh, start doing the alt left parenting podcast? Can we talk about maybe not dragging your kids to church? Oh God. Yeah. But that's a whole, that's that's a whole like different, (laughs) we could, Matt and I, and you could wax, for oh, ed, for days, you me and Matt could wax each other anytime. <laughs> well, yeah, Matt's going to take a little bit of time. That guy's like he's, the, he's the, he is the Chewbacca of the podcast, hands <laughs> down. Yes, but the church is definitely not going to be happy about it. About waxing Matt? Yes, us waxing each other. What if what if we only wax each other in missionary for the sake of procreation? Uh, as long I'm not as saying do, it would be effective. I'm just as as long <laughs> as we do it through a, uh, a hole in a sheet. A hole in a sheet, yeah. All right, cool, cool. Then I think it's fine. And especially if you're wearing the special underwear. I'll be right back. I'm going to go get my sheet. All right. (laughs) (laughs) This is happening. This Um, is happening. But anyway, so uh, that's kind of where we're at with this one, is is that's that's the cautionary tale. We don't necessarily, again, um, I don't have a solution except for public hangings. You know, that's what you that, that's what's going on. That's the state of the union. We all need to talk about it more and be prepared for it more is there is a nationalistic cult that is a little less than half the country that doesn't want to play by the rules anymore. And we need to stop voting blue no matter who to get us out of that. Doesn't work that way. Yeah. Because that just makes them more powerful. So but speaking of um, cognitive dissonance, uh, what's in the mailbag, Matt? <laughs> Uh, well, we got a couple of things uh, that I wanted to talk about. So the first one is uh, another question from our friend Alex. Uh, yes, the one seventeen. That... Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Rigor mortis. Magna, Magna Forty-two. Carter. Forty-two. <laughs> Damn it! You got me. <laughs> uh, so he he uh, had some uh, follow up question for our last episode. Well, not our last episode, but more on the uh, whole idea of capitalism. No, uh, yes, Alex, uh, communism. Uh, yes, communism. to address you, Alex. Uh, yes, it does look infected, and please stop coming to me for this. Go see a goddamn doctor. Uh, <laughs> So what he wants to know is he has a question uh, regarding um, uh, wants to know if we remained a capitalist society, but big businesses were encouraged to run the run a business model similar to I don't know if you guys have heard of this or not. There's a a CEO of a company uh, called Gravity who's kind of made headlines over the last five years or so because he cut his own pay and pays everyone a minimum uh, in his company of seventy thousand dollars a year. Yeah, there's a similar one I read of a coffee shop owner, and she makes yeah. sure that her salary is equal to her employees, and they're all making living wages, and everyone's uh, really happy. Yeah, that's yeah. here in Los Angeles, I believe. And, and but there's there's anecdotal them... stories like that all over the country. Yeah, like there's a bunch of people yeah. who are doing that. Yeah, but go ahead, Matt. Every, so, so if we yeah. haven't heard this one, everyone's heard this kind of story of the one good small business boss who's who's doing yeah. right by their employees. Exactly, exactly. So he's wanting to know if you know what if we had a capitalist society, but big businesses were encouraged to run this business model, uh, either culturally, socially, um, or however you would do it, 
or if the model became the law of the land. And right then that would day, be I mean, capitalism. Yeah, that's not right. capitalism. That would be absolutely great. Everybody would love it. It's not yeah. capitalism. Uh, wouldn't it be great if we had Catholicism and we only did the new, t- the Old Testament, and we read the Torah, and we 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 went to synagogue, and, and we, we all agreed that Jesus wasn't actually the Messiah? Yeah, it's like okay, yeah. this isn't Catholicism anymore. It's like it's so you're just Judaism, you're describing yeah. the antithesis of this. So to say, like, wouldn't it be great if what if we had a capitalistic system that wasn't capitalistic? Is what you're saying? Is that's not capitalism. Capitalism is to obtain the largest amount of capital possible, and it's done by exploiting laborers, and it's done by exploiting markets. That's how you do it. And if you are not exploiting your labor and your markets, you're not a capitalist. Yeah. And and that's exactly the point we need to touch on, because I did, he, Alex had shared a video with us. uh, It was a CBS interview of this guy. And here's the thing. He did the antithesis of capitalism. He was making uh, something like a million dollars a year. He cut all that, sold. He had two houses, sold one of his houses. The guy downgraded his life. And I don't mean to say that as if he's some some poor schmuck now. He lives a very upper middle class life. He's got it. It's fine. He's not poor. He's not struggling. He's not doing anything. But that is not what you do when you're a CEO in a capitalist society. When you're a CEO, you maximize profit. You fuck over your workers. And it's all about you, 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 you. He is... You, you can't have what you're asking for, Alex, in a capitalist society. And I, I know that sounds weird because like, we, well, this guy's doing it. And we're in a capitalist society. Yes, he is bucking everything that capitalism is but, about. But, but to he do is it. practicing socialism yeah. in a capitalist society. society. Yeah, that's exactly. correct. Exactly. And anyone he is, that does he is not anything practicing capitalism. Like, yeah. Any anyone that does anything that is like that is not practicing capitalism. Again, just mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the Catholicism thing. This is you know a country that is predominantly christian you could call it a christian nation not by what it's supposed to be but by you know what it is in terms of population and guess what those people who are you know jewish people they're not christians because they're in a christian society they're still jews hindus same thing Muslims, same thing. Scientologists, same fucking thing. You are just because that is the state you're in does not mean that's what you're practicing. This guy is practicing socialism. Yep, 100%. I get where you're coming from, Alex. I think, again, we talked about this before. I I like your questions. I like where you're headed. Uh, Keep asking them. Keep wondering about them because we've all been on this journey, some uh, further along than others. But like you want to have your cake and eat it too. When it comes to this, it's this like, isn't there a middle ground for what everybody wants where we can all get along. And I think when, in terms of things like this, I think what you want is actually a socialist society. I think you just want to call it capitalism so that everyone's happy. And I mean, if you want to do that, fine, but you're, you're advocating for socialism, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Anything else for Alex yeah. guys? No, no, no right. good to me. Thanks, Alex. Uh, the other one is a quick shout out to uh, our girl, our, our friend Jersey girl. Uh, so remember last episode when we were we were stuck on one of Trump's cabinet, we were just referring to him as like the anti-Semitic guy. We couldn't remember who the fuck it was because, you know, it could be anyone in Trump's cabinet. I was about to say, at this point, you can throw a dartboard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she comes back with it. His, the guy we were thinking of is Stephen Miller. That That's yes, who it was. Steve so. Miller. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, Jersey girl. Appreciate it. And then she follows mm-hmm. that up with a separate question. Like Chicago PD has what? Cause she, she didn't know about their uh, torture chambers. Oh, <laughs> and she's like, yeah. 
Well, well they I... don't have them anymore, but they did. Uh, oh. What? No. No, it's still there, bud. Yeah. It's still there? I oh, thought yes. it was close, shut down. No, and that's... The, they said it did. They said they shut it down. It's still around, and um, they have others. <laughs> like, a, a system that practices that does not have one. <laughs> there is one that reporters I, I was under. I was under the impression that they... Uh, took care of the issue. No, they said not. they said, "Oh no, it doesn't really exist anymore." And also, nothing bad went down there to begin with. They just completely denied obfuscated and then changed the topic. It's still completely there, and it is no. And people have said there is more than one people who have been in them. Um, oh, so yes, no. Chicago PD is awful, but again, they're a police department. No shit. I mean, Chicago PD <laughs> has torture facilities. New York PD runs over protesters in SUV. Albuquerque PD literally hunts homeless people for sport. Look it up on YouTube. It's fucking fair. The LAPD had a huge rampart division where they were literally planting crack cocaine on people because they were too black. And they still to this day crack skulls of homeless people and have still have a problem with planting drugs on people. And it, every five years we keep getting new major cases coming out. Every major city has these awful police departments. And that's the major ones. Guess what? The middle and nowhere, you know, buttfuck nowhere Mayberry PDs are far worse. Those guys don't bother hiding the hood. No, yeah, because they just roll up behind you, beat the fuck out of you, and drive the fuck off. Yeah. I mean, St. Louis PD with the rough rides. I mean, it's like we keep finding it. Every police department does this. Different ones are getting caught doing different parts of it, but police departments do this shit. That's what police departments do. Every single cop is not a piece of shit, but every single cop is part of the piece of shit system and supports it. And when you have that, the worst actors will get to take control. Yeah. They are all culpable as far as I am concerned. Regardless of how um, the Stanford prison experiment wasn't what we originally thought it was, it still goes to show exactly what happens when you let a bunch of privileged white people have way too much authority. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know what that is, look it up because it's fascinating as fuck. Kind of. The, the, the Stanford prison experiment terrifying was... is what it is. Okay, but it, we yeah, 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 it's yeah. one of those things... It was half staged. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the thing is it turns oh, out years later that a lot of it was actually made up. I don't disagree with you. It is still terrifying. Now, a better one to look at is the Milgram experiments. Is that the one with the people uh, getting shocks? Yes. Yeah, that that one's gruesome as fuck. That one is that one is the reason why there's a lot of ethics and psychological testing these days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, and look that one up. Uh, the Milgram experiment was done because Milgram couldn't believe it when Nazis said we did these awful things because we were just following orders. And then he decided to see what would happen if Americans and then Europeans started doing a whole bunch of sh people who weren't Nazis. What would happen if a bunch of Americans uh, were told to just follow orders and kill people? And it turns out everyone's a monster. Yeah, as long as they've as long as they've got someone they can point to that said he told me to do it, people will do some pretty atrocious fucking it's things. Actually, it's actually a really cool book. I recommend anybody who wants to have a long read called Ordinary Men. And it's actually a study um, about the 101st Polish Police Department, a uh, volunteer Polish Police Department, which were, were, they were Germans. They were from Nazi Germany. And they were completely run-of-the-mill, average, middle-class, middle-aged dudes. They weren't even Nazis. Only a couple of people in the leadership were even members of the party. And they were responsible for massive, massive village purging and just complete slaughtering of women and babies and all kinds of shit and it's a talk it's a study in how these ordinary people did this and how easy it was just to be like well those are your orders oh okay i guess i'll murder babies now and it ties into the milgram experiment in the book and he 
it lays out all the evidence historically for it. It's an amazing read. But yeah, um, it turns out that um, about 75% of human beings are monsters if they're told by someone in authority to do something terrible. Yep. Only only about a quarter. Of, actually, it's a little, I think it's something like 20%. It's, it's less than a quarter of the population will resist authority when they're told to do something awful. And you will not know if you are one or the other until you are put in that situation. So uh, don't make the assumption. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, to be fair, everyone's got their price. Yeah. But yeah, but but my point is, is there's going to be a whole lot of people out that are that are saying I would never. And well, that's that's kind of something I I, I bring up a lot when uh, you know this last year when the BLM protests were happening. You know, people when, when Trump was doing his shit, and people always said like, "Well, if I lived then, I wouldn't have." It's like, well, where the fuck are you now? Yeah. yeah. That's but that's kind of my point. Is yeah, it's, it's is there's a lot of people out there that say, if I yeah, if fill sticking in the your blank, neck, yeah. it's really easy to 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 go against atrocity when you don't have to put your own neck on the line. When you yeah. actually have to risk your own safety to do it, suddenly those numbers drop down real fucking fast. Yeah. Anyway, well, yeah. Thanks, Jersey girl. Appreciate it. Always <laughs> love hearing from you. You're great. Uh, and then the last thing is not so much a shout out. It's a bit of a shout out. Uh, it's a topic that got brought up by one of our contributors, uh, Justin. Uh, he brought something up that I think is worth having a discussion on. Full disclosure, none of us are going to agree with him on this. But he kind of put this idea out there. And in a way, it ties back to us because I think he came to this conclusion because of a discussion he heard Chris and I having on the abortion uh, episode. We were talking about body autonomy. And I think the idea of the government coming in and forcing people to get vaccinated it came up. And Chris had made the argument somewhere along the lines of, uh, you know, body autonomy is body autonomy. I don't want the government to do that. Now, he went on to qualify that a little bit by saying, I should, I also think that anybody that doesn't want to get a shot and is a risk to public health should not be allowed to work or go to school or participate in society at all because they're a danger. So that's an important distinction here. And the reason I make it is because Justin brought up this idea and uh, I'm going to paraphrase here because I don't have the original of what he said, but it was something to the effect of if you are, a, if you are for mask mandates, but are pro-choice you need to accept the fact that you're a hypocrite. And essentially the argument he's trying to make is body autonomy is body autonomy and you shouldn't be for one and not the other. And I'm just going to say right now, I think that's a bullshit argument because context fucking matters. And with vaccine mandates, not a single person is forcing anyone to get a shot. Are they being given a choice? Yes. Is it a shitty fucking choice of whether to you know work or get, get a shot? Yes. But no one is coming to your house, holding you down and forcing you to get an injection. Number one. Well, and, and beyond that is abortion is about the individual. Abortion is the body autonomy of a person not being forced to be a fucking incubator for another human. You mm -hmm. have the right to live your life as you see fit. With mask mandates and vaccine mandates, you are putting others at risk. That's the difference. If you have an embryo inside of you and you decide you don't want to have that embryo inside of you anymore, your neighbor doesn't die. 
You don't spread a disease that kills innocent people. You are making a personal decision about what your body wants. And if you don't want to wear a mask, and if you don't want to get a vaccine, you do have the right to not do that. But you're violating the social contract. And if you violate the social contract, and you don't want to play by the rules, you don't get to come out and play. So if you want to sit at home and not get a vaccine, fine. But yeah, I don't think you have the right to a job, or your kids should be allowed to go to school, or you should be allowed to ride public transit, or fly, or do anything, because you're putting other people at risk. You shouldn't be allowed in the fucking grocery store. And you might say like, well, but that how is that not almost a death sentence? How is that not forcing me? You're right, it is, because you are choosing to be a danger to others. You have a right and I know that legally it's a privilege, but you have the right to to, to move about the country, right? Uh, and you have the right to have a driver's license. Well, if you start drunk driving, they take that away because you're a danger to others. You have the right to free travel. If unless you're already a flight risk and you're wanted for a heinous crime, they might not let you on an airplane. There are limits to this shit. And when you are harming others by incubating a vaccine, versus incubating an embryo that isn't alive that you don't want in your own body that's the difference and to say you're a hypocrite is a garbage bullshit stance it is that same word play loophole stupid fucking word game argument that conservatives do you're not a hypocrite you're saying you don't have the right to kill someone's kid who has leukemia versus you have the right to determine whether or not you breed yeah and that's exactly it you know it goes back to kind of what we were saying earlier is, is this kind of thinking, it, it completely omits the nuance and details of a position that you take. And it's important here because again, and this is not to shit all over Justin. I think he's a good dude. I think he's got a bad take on this one, but I, I think overall he's a good person. But even on the left, we are capable of doing these, the, of having these shit takes that, use bad logic and bad reasoning to back them up and it comes from a good place like i i think wanting being for body autonomy is a good position to start with but when you take it to a weird place like this i i don't even know if it comes from a good place because you have to ask what's the reasoning like what is the purpose to say that and the purpose to say that is either to be anti-pro-choice or it is to be anti-vaccine mandate like you're anti one of those to make that yeah. argument that if you're for this and you're for this and you're a hypocrite, like, okay, so you're saying that one of those is bad and you don't like it. You're putting a negative light on those. So which one is it? Are you against science and not killing innocent people? Or are you against women? Either way, I'm going to have to say, no, that doesn't come from a good place. Uh, your, your, your take is shit and your take, uh, regardless, one of the two of them victimizes people. And so, no, I will not go out on a limb and say you're a good person. I'm not going to say you're a terrible person. I don't know anything about you. I am going to say that having that take makes me very suspicious as to your empathy and your goodness as a human being. And I am willing to hear why I'm wrong if you've got that. Um, but no, if your take is to either other people's kids should die because I don't want to or women shouldn't be allowed to have abortions because I don't like what they do with their uteruses, then no, that's, that, that's a garbage take and your stance is garbage and your motives are garbage. And I don't think it's that my, and again, I, I don't know Justin all that well, but from what I'm gathering, it, it legitimately seems to be this purity test of body autonomy. Like, I think that's the angle he's coming from. Unfortunately, it, it, it to me, it reeks of the same type of thinking of people that are, that claim to be pro-life because they just don't want to see children killed. Uh, okay. Embryos. 
they don't want to see embryos flush. They're fine with children being killed. Well, but, but that's the thing that that's my point. It's that argument. Once you start to unpack it, you realize it's horseshit because again, if you were for that, you'd be for cheap and easy access to birth control and comprehensive uh, sex education. And they are never for those things, even though those two things are shown to be the best way to lower the abortion rate. But that's exactly what I'm saying is, so what you're saying is yes, because that's not their real motivation. Their motivation isn't preserving life because these people are pro-death penalty. Their motivation is to control women. So what I'm saying is if this guy's coming out and saying, if you believe in vaccine and mask mandates, but you also are pro-choice, you're a hypocrite, they're trying to cast darkness upon one of those views. The true view is to say that one of those is bullshit and to say that either one of those is bullshit no that 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 makes you shit (laughs) because both of those things are really 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 important ethically towards human rights it is my personal opinion is this is all about control this is Mm -hmm. about people wanting to control someone else and then when they feel controlled they don't want that so it's, it's all about having that control. It's, it's, I want to control my destiny, but I also want to control everyone else's destiny. I want to control whether this woman is allowed to do this thing. And I also want to control whether I have to do this thing. Yeah. Whatever that thing is, because it, we talk about masks, we talk about vaccines. Those are not the same issue. Although they'd like you to think that they are but they're actually not. No, not at all. Okay. Abortion is is not the same issue as contraceptive. Correct. Okay. They would like you to think that it is, but it isn't. So this is about control. It's about being able to tell other people what they can and can't do with their bodies and not liking it when someone does the same to them. It's even more insidious than that because, I mean, with with a vaccine mandate... It's I absolutely still, insidious. Yeah, I, I just reject the idea that you're being told what to do with your body. And again, I guess in a backwards way... I didn't say way, that they actually were. What I'm saying is that they feel like they are. No, I, I, I know. I'm not arguing with you. I'm, I'm picking oh, okay. apart the logic behind their position. Got it. Yeah, but it's it's to them, it's it's a feeling. It's not actually that they're being told. It's that they feel like they're being told. Sorry. And I mean, I guess you can say you are being told in a certain a way of speaking. Yes, well, you are a... being told what to do with your body, just like you're being told that you're not allowed to fucking drive drunk and you're not allowed to scream fire in a theater and you're not allowed to threaten the president. The same yeah. thing. It's like, yes, this is a limit being placed on you for the public good. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Well, the point I was getting around to, too, is it's not even that you're being told you're being given a choice. It is get a vaccine or don't come to work and potentially lose your job. Uh, you are getting the choice. It's literally participate in this and get it done or don't. You know, the, the reason we've gotten to this point is because things have gotten so bad that people with people not doing this, it is such a danger that companies are now no company, or at least the major ones don't want to be the one that became a super spreader company because they didn't do this because it's politically, it, it's becoming political suicide for people to not take some kind of action. And because our government is too much of a bunch of, you know, again, we've got the situation where Republicans won't do shit because their base doesn't want it. Democrats won't do shit because they're too much of pussies to stand up and be like, no, we fucking need this. And to start championing it. That 
private companies are now having to come in and, and mandate that their employees get it. And not even all of them. It's just a couple of big names that are doing it right now. And a few government institutions, like a go- few government employees, like that's it. You know, people that are against this are like, they're t- this is, this, this is, you know, they're taking over. This is fascism. No, a couple of private industries and the federal government have said to work, you have to get vaccinated. That's it. We do that for school all the time. And here's the thing. I've heard this argument a couple of times. Not one of them can answer this for me. Why are you against this, but are okay with all the vaccine mandates we've had for children for fucking years, decades? Yeah. Kids have to be, kids have, can't, like, kids can't go to school unless they're vaccinated. That is a vaccine mandate. We've had these for years. Polio, um, measles, mumps, rubella. All those vaccines have to be gotten before the kids can go to school. We've been a, fine with this. And now all of a sudden, th- th- it's a problem with COVID. And nobody can tell me why one is okay and the other isn't. Yeah, absolutely. So. So yeah, uh, to Justin, uh, uh, Chris may disagree. I, I do think you're a good dude. I think you've got an incredibly shit take with this one. I think you need to reevaluate, but I also don't think you're alone. I think you should also probably take a minute to stop and look around at who agrees with you. Cause I guarantee you're going to find you disagree with them on most everything else. Yep, Maybe it, it should make you rethink your position. It is always a good idea to, if you're not sure where you stand on something, to take a look around, see who agrees with you, find out what boat you're in. If you don't like the people who are agreeing with you, you should probably take a good, hard look at why and what your stance is. Truth. Yeah. And that's good. That's good advice for everybody, not just people who have shit takes on COVID. You know, that, that we all need to do that. We all need to think critically all the time. So anyway, that's a good thing to do. Everyone take a good, hard look once in a while at the things you feel are correct and make sure that you're on the right side of history and you like the people who agree with you. It's a smart way to go. Uh, and also just a reminder, uh, our poll for episode 43 is up. That's the poll that's going to determine what our episode 43 topic is. Uh, there's three options. Uh, one is a deep dive into Iran-Contra. The other one is a, a collaboration with the uh, Left Lake Veterans. And the third one is uh, Gandhi and Mother Teresa. So just a note, uh, for anybody voting for the left flank veterans ones, we have not contacted them at all about this. So if that ends up being the winner, it's probably not going to be for episode 43 because we've got to arrange things and plan stuff out. Uh, but go out on our Twitter. It's posted and pinned to our Twitter uh, feed. Give it a vote. Tell us what you guys want to hear because you, you guys did this. You're helping grow this podcast to something big and every 50 votes will do a bonus something for you guys. So thank you. Sounds good. So yeah, everybody get on there. Check our Twitter. Uh, get active with us. Email us. Write us. We can we can talk about you and tell you whether or not you're you're taking shit or not, or whether or not we think you're a comrade. Like doesn't matter. Uh, let us know what you feel about anything we've said or things you want us to address. Doesn't have to be something we've covered. Maybe you want to know what we believe about a certain issue we've never talked about. Hit us. Come out of left field with that shit. And until then, you should listen to us every week because we'll be here serving up crunchy, beautiful nuggets of left wing propaganda just for you. At the Outlet Podcast, we love you. Come join us next week, and until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. Remember, the revolution is you.